And hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's weekly Yes And podcast. I am your host, Travis Thomas, the creator of Live Yes And. You can follow me at Live Yes And or check me out, liveyesand.com. This podcast is another in the bonus series where I get to talk to some of the top entrepreneurs out there in the world, all over the world, who are living their passion, who are living with purpose and authenticity, and who have gone from living a life where they felt discontent, unfulfilled, to making a a shift in mindset, a shift in action, to really starting a business, starting an idea, and living a life that they are very passionate about. And today's guest is no different. And uh, Regan and I have been trying to get a hold of one another uh, to get this connected for uh, a number of months, and uh, just really excited to finally have her a part of this uh, podcast. And she is just, uh, she's an international sensation. Her website is reganhillier.com. That's R-E-G-A-N-H-I-L-L-Y-E-R. And um, to hear her story, again, another just inspiring story about someone who found themselves just unhappy with where they were, following the rules, doing what they were told, yet uh, she decided to make that shift at a young age and uh, she's created a little empire for herself. She's the founder of Regan Hillier International, uh, a company dedicated to providing personal development and business training to men and women who have a big message they want to share with the world. She is a best-selling author of the book, Be Your Brand, and she does training, she does workshops, uh, she travels the world sharing her message and helping others launch their message as well. And so Regan was nice enough um, while she was in California to take some time to jump on to the weekly Yes Am podcast. And so, so hopefully you are enjoying all of these different uh, entrepreneurs, seeing these similarities in the threads that they bring as far as how they made that shift. Uh, Regan talks a lot about mindset, which again, I'm very passionate about. And uh, so I just think you're thoroughly going to enjoy this podcast. So without further ado, here is Regan Hillier. So welcome Regan Hillier to the Yes And podcast. Regan, how are we doing today? Travis, I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, if anyone has uh, has followed Regan online, uh, you can see how busy she is. Uh, she's jet setting all over the world. Uh, she's a serial entrepreneur, a philanthropist, a mindset coach, an author, uh, mastermind facilitator. So, uh, so Regan, just to start off, um, how did you end up doing everything that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Look, it was very much derived from my own journey of self-discovery. You know, there's a lot of, I guess, coaches and, you know, people running things similar to myself out there that, you know, decide it's a good idea or I'll see a great opportunity and get started. But for me, it was very much trying to figure my own stuff out first. You know, I, um, I, I grew up in quite a traditional family and I was very much taught to, you know, follow the system and go to school and get good grades and work really hard. So that's, that's what I did. And I wound up at university. 
um, actually studying architecture of all things. And even though I was good at it, I knew that deep down there was so much more. So as a as a really young person, I started asking some big questions around, you know, what is the purpose of life and why am I here and what is this all about? And that's what threw me into the world of personal development and really, you know, starting to figure out my own stuff first, getting results in my own life. And then it was a really organic shift of really just helping other people do the same. Excellent. And I, and I know, obviously, I've spoken with a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, and, and they, and I can relate to it myself, that sort of that inner voice inside that that feels like there's there must be something more than just sort of the path that has been laid out to me. Um, right. If you can just sort of describe what that discontent sort of felt like for you. Oh, absolutely. Look, the only way I can describe it is that it's a heaviness. You know, it's this this heavy feeling. And I remember, you know, sitting in a university lecture and it was actually a, a new lecturer that came in and, and he said, look, I want you to do this exercise and I want you to picture your life, you know, five, 10, 20 years out from now as a, you know, a future architect. And, and I started visualizing and quite honestly, I just really didn't like the life that I saw that I was laying out in front of me. And it was just this knowing, this deep knowing within me that it wasn't right and that there was so much more. And the only way I can describe it is that it felt heavy. Hmm. And so then you mentioned sort of going down a path of, of personal development. What did what did that path look like early on for you? Look, I, I really just threw myself into everything. You know, I was so super committed and still am so committed to my personal growth. So I, I was literally a seminar junkie. You know, I went to course after course after course and read every book that I could get my hands under. And, you know, I really started working with amazing people. And it's it's interesting because I wasn't really in a position to do that. You know, I didn't have the financial means. I was time poor. Um, but I was committed regardless. You know, I literally maxed out credit cards, borrowed money off people. Like I did whatever it took to actually dive into everything. So the only way I can describe it was that um, I definitely put myself under a lot of pressure. It was definitely very hectic, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And what was what was the turning point for you that uh, that sort of a new kind of uh, uh, option or career sort of opened up in the midst of this? Yeah, great question. Look, I, I had a mentor which um, which said to me, actually, um, in a time where, you know, I was in investing in myself and going to a lot of these courses and I wasn't seeing results as quickly as I would have hoped, right? And I remember going to this mentor and being quite frustrated, to be honest, and and he kind of smiled at me and he's like, you know, Regan, you've kind of got it all backwards. I mean, you don't understand about 80-20. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, exactly. And he said, look, success is 80% psychology. It's 80% actually tuning your mind to be aligned with the success that you're creating. And then only 20% strategy and dynamics. And I think it was at that moment that it clicked and I realized that I actually had to go to work on my mindset. So the minute I started doing that, that's when my results shifted and almost exactly at the same time, people in my environment started seeing those results and they started just naturally coming to me and saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm noticing you are kind of changing your life. Like, you know, how are you doing this? Show me how to do the same thing. And I literally just started teaching people close to me exactly what I was learning. And it was at that moment where something clicked and I was like, man, you know, there's other people that are on a similar journey that want to know similar things that I'm learning. And yeah, it was that little moment where I thought, man, maybe there's actually something in this where I could really just share my own journey with others and create a bit of an impact here. 
And when you talk about mindset, obviously there's so much talk about mindset in different fields, uh, from from growth mindset to positive psychology. Um, when you think of mindset specifically for yourself, what what are the key ideas that that hop out to you? Look, mindset to me really is all encompassing with everything that you've just said. But the biggest thing for me is is I you know talk a lot around success mindset. So really understanding the concept of if you want to shift your external reality and if you want to change the results in your life and if you want to create success in any area of your life, it has to start from within. And this is why, you know, so many people have the same 24 hours in the day. Generally, people have access to the same amount of information. But the difference is, is that, you know, two people can sit in front of the same mentor or in the same course and learn exactly the same things. And why is it that one person makes it and the other person doesn't? It's literally how they're wired internally. So mindset for me is everything, and I'm a little bit obsessed with really, you know, diving deep into that and helping others, you know, realign to higher levels of success from shifting what's within first. Oh, that's excellent, and and I know, uh, you know, it's there, there's so much out there, and I and I, I'm sure you'll agree, there's so much out there that that gets people's attention, and uh, and whether it's the secret, and, I, and actually I love mm. the secret. There's great stuff in the secret, but I think the stuff that's out there that gets people's attention. Um, and I think people start to believe that, oh, all I have to do is just start reciting these mantras or thinking these things and great things are going to happen. <clears throat> but you talk about, you know, you talk about going really deep into these things and, and, and going deep into these things. Uh, to me, I feel like you're really getting getting into sort of belief system. Um, and so so how did you for yourself, did you have to rewire or, or dig into your own belief system to make some changes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And look, I think the important thing to realize is that that stuff never stops. I think people think that, you know, when you reach some sort of level of success, all of a sudden you don't have to work on your mindset anymore. And, you know, everything's just easy and there's no fear or self-sabotage or self-doubt or limiting beliefs. But in all honesty, it gets worse. You know, you know you're playing a bigger game. You're making bigger decisions. If anything, there's more fear and more self-talk and more sabotage. So it's not about... You know, it's not about necessarily what's going on internally or externally, but it's about how do you maneuver that and how do you shift through that. So, yeah, absolutely. Look, over the past seven years, I'm constantly been working on rewiring my beliefs and really shifting that because, you know, your beliefs are effectively your thoughts, which then impact the action you take in the world, which then directly impacts your results. So if you want to shift your results, shift your action. If you want to shift your action, you've got to shift your beliefs. And, and and so for you, when you were just starting off and and uh, and going down this road, um, and I think what most people deal with is their own self doubt and their own fear about mm-hmm. uh, about not being successful. So so what what were the insecurities or fears you had as you kind of got into this? Oh gosh, there were there were so many, and they're they're still there. To be completely honest, you know, I still have moments where I have to catch myself and act in spite of the fear. Anyway, you know, little things like just that voice inside your head saying, "Oh man, you know, can I really do this? Or am I good enough to do this? Or who am I to say this or think this or teach this?" You know, that stuff is constant. You know, I I, I can write a blog post even now, and literally before I post it, I have thoughts around, oh, "Man, you know, who wants to read this? I always write the same." thing, you know, is this boring, all of that stuff, but I've just learned to act in spite of that. And sure enough, I put it out there and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love this content. It's amazing, right? So you've got to just decipher from those voices a little bit. And, you know, I truly believe that it's not about actually getting to a place where it's completely switched off, right? Because I don't think there's ever a point in time where there's no self-doubt and where there's no fear 
because you're not a robot at the end of the day. You're a human, and we actually need these little voices and we need these fears ultimately to keep us safe. But it's differentiating between keeping us safe in terms of, you know, there's a cliff and I'm going to have some fear so you don't walk off the other side of it, right? Versus, okay, here's some fear, which is actually just pinning you in your comfort zone so you don't move forward. So I think it's about differentiating from that and then acting in spite of it. Great. And, and when it comes down to actually building up a skill set or, or building up an expertise, you know, I think there's the, the mindset piece and then there's the competence piece when it comes to mm. um, you know, offering a service or, or, or selling a product. Um, for you, what, what, did that, what did that competence piece look like for you? What, what did you feel like you had to go out and learn? diving into learning a lot so I feel like for me it was almost the opposite problem it wasn't like oh what am I going to teach it was more like wow I've learned so much in the past couple of years how am I even meant to compress this all into one thing um so you're right though as well you know you can have the right mindset but it's how you apply it as well you do still have to take the action and I love that you touched on the secret because I think a lot of people starting out working on their mindset and think oh great you know I'll just think positive and sit at home and watch the secret and everything will appear well no one's going to knock on your door and give you a million dollars you know you actually have to go out and create that so for me it was really about taking the action and looking at okay what are, what are all the things that I've learned what is the most important and then to be honest going within and going what am I actually called to impact the world with right now and you know I ask myself that question on a daily basis because that's going to change and that's going to develop and grow over time and if you continuously ask yourself that, you'll be putting stuff that is really relevant to the world out and also things that are aligned for you and that you're really passionate about, right, at the same time. And so and speaking, speaking to passion, when you, when you think about everything that you've developed and, and, and are managing right now, if you could sort of articulate sort of a single passion or purpose to, to what it is that gets you excited to get out of bed each morning, how would you articulate that? Yeah, absolutely. Look, again, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head because I have lots of different businesses, lots of different partnerships. I invest in a lot of different things. But for me, my core passion and my purpose is my personal brand, which I show up through each and every single day. And there's really two parts to that. One being like we've touched on the success mindset and, you know, how do you really shift all of this external reality and elevate that to a point where, you know, it's ultimately you're calling in what you desire. And how do you do that from shifting what's within first? But then the other side of that, which I'm super passionate about, is really understanding this concept that everyone has a message that they're born want to share with the world. I truly believe that everyone has something powerful within them, even if they can't articulate it or if they don't know what it is yet, there's something there within you. You're, you're not just put here to you know, work hard and pay bills and die. Like I believe you're here for a reason. So what I love to do is really help people tap into that and figure out what is this message? And then of course, how do we unleash that? And then how do we go big with this? How do we, how do we unleash this in a way where not only you can monetize it, but where you can actually make a massive impact in the world. Yeah. And when you, I mean, when you look at obviously the enthusiasm and the passion, uh, you have for your work today, um, and having the courage to, to sort of step out and, uh, and, and kind of go for this on your own. It, when you look back on your childhood, is, is there a particular influence? Is there an experience that, that, that maybe planted the seed inside of you? Yeah. 
look, absolutely. My my dad was always and still is very entrepreneurial. Now it's a, it's a different type of entrepreneurship than what I live into today. Um, but he definitely taught me a lot about how to think from a really young age. You know, even you know something little as creating money. You know, I went to a really nice school in Auckland, New Zealand, and it was a school where you know kids got given pocket money. So I remember actually coming home and saying to my dad, "Where's my pocket money?" And my dad's like, "Well, what are you talking about? You don't get pocket money." And I was like, "But everyone else is getting pocket money. Why don't I get pocket money?" And I remember my dad saying to me, "He's like, well, here's the thing, Regan. You know, money doesn't just happen. You actually have to do something of value, and then you can receive as much money as you like." And as a seven-year-old, I remember sitting there and going, "Okay, I get it." So. <laughs> what would I do? And my dad's like, well, what do you think you could do? And I was like, well, I could wash your car. Would you pay me for that? And dad's like, sure, I'll pay you for that. So I was like, all right. So then, you know, I figured out there was more than one car, right? And I could actually go down the street and start washing other people's cars. So that seemed like a great idea. I then very quickly figured out that, hang on, my brother wanted to wash the car as well, but he didn't want to go and find all the cars. So maybe I could go find the cars while my brother washed the car and he could get a cut, right? So, you know, all of that showed up at a really young age for me. Um, some people might argue that it's genetic and that it's in my cells, but I very much believe that it was simple but critical conversations that I had with my dad from a really young age. So, Yeah. All right, go, Dad. Uh, and and Regan, uh, Regan, I want to go back to um, uh, mindset again, and you uh, sharing how you you still deal with it on a daily basis. So those insecurities and those fears, they're they're always sort of there. We're always dealing with them. Uh, so for you, when, when on a obviously you've got a busy schedule, and and there's flights and there's travel and all that, but are there some aspects to your day that that you have some routines or or, or some things that you do that are non negotiable as far as you know really setting yourself. Mm-hmm. mentally right absolutely and that's a great question because you're right you know my day pretty much every single day is different every single day I'm generally somewhere completely different but the the one thing that is a daily non-negotiable for me is my mindset practice so you know some people well you'd hope that most people wouldn't not shower they wouldn't not do their teeth well I would not do my mindset practice it's kind of in the same category as hygiene right because I understand that For me, it's the thing that is going to create the most impact. It's the thing that's going to pull me into alignment and purpose every single day. It's also the thing that's going to help me create the most money, right, and the most leverage in my life. So I literally, it doesn't matter whether I've had two hours sleep. It doesn't matter whether I'm on a plane. That happens regardless. And I very much noticed, you know, in the past, if there were days where I did let that slip, my day was not as impactful as it could have been. Excellent. And so is that is that sort of the one negotiable, the non-negotiable you have? That's the big thing. Yeah, that is the big thing. I mean, you know, there's daily things in my business, like obviously sales activity, touching base with my team. But I'll be honest, sometimes that stuff slips. Sometimes that stuff takes a back seat because something else is going on. But ultimately, my mindset routine, it is number one. And, you know, that is the thing that has to happen and, and what are the go-tos that you have as, as far as uh, when, when, when you are looking for new, new ideas, new inspiration? Um, are, there, are there particular sources that you go to? Quite honestly, I go within, right? And this actually ties back to the mindset practice. So I journal a lot. So if I'm looking for inspiration or if I'm looking for, say, a new product idea to launch or if I'm looking to call in a new partnership or anything like that, I'll actually go back to writing and I'll simply ask myself the right questions. So I'll ask myself, you know, 
for example, if I could launch a new product right now that was totally fun, that was in total alignment, that was going to make a massive impact, what would I be doing? And I'd just start writing. I'd just start brain dumping and really, you know, getting all of these ideas out there. And then eventually, even if it's after 20 or 30 ideas, there'll be something that jumps out where I'm like, that's it. And it feels freaking amazing. So, yeah, for me, you know, I always go within and really tap into my own stuff and journal to unleash that stuff. I love that. It's it's you're essentially doing like a uh, a brainstorm yes and session with yourself, where uh, uh, you're not judging mm-hmm. all, you're not judging the ideas that come out. You're just continuing to to sort of let them come and let them flow and and uh, and and seeing what comes to the surface. Absolutely. And look, I truly believe that that's not just something that I can do. I believe that everyone has all the answers within. And the only way if you were to sit down and and do the journaling work like that, the only way to fail or to not get the answers is to stop. I mean, sometimes you might have to sit there for hours before it comes to you. But I promise if you keep going, it will show up. Yeah. And now, obviously, uh, Regan, your your best selling book is is Be Your Brand. You work with people on on helping them sort of identify their own brands. Um, uh, what, what's what's the starting point? What what's the first first place that that you want people to look when when uh, when thinking about their personal brand? Absolutely. So the first thing people need to do is really really go into the development phase, and there's there's a few different parts to this. When I say develop, you've got to develop your message. So you've got to figure out, like we touched on earlier, you know, what is it that you're born to share with the world? What What is it that you're almost obliged to share because it is so wired within you, right? What is it that needs to be unleashed? And then we look at, well, how do we develop a powerful brand actually around that so we can start monetizing it? Excellent. And and, and for you when, you, uh, when you describe your own brand, how do you describe yourself? Well, look, my core message, which underpins absolutely everything that I do without exception, is about having it all. So, you know, I truly believe that I'm here to give people permission and really show them that they can have it all in their life and they can have it all on their terms and they don't have to sacrifice, you know, one area of life for the other. And there's a lot of people that say, hey, look, you can have it all, just not all at once. And I disagree with that. I, I, you know, truly believe that ultimately you're creating your reality. And if you choose to have it all on your terms right now, then so be it. So everything that I do in pretty much my whole life, it always comes back to that central message. And with all of the people that you uh, you have worked with and, and work with, if, if if there was one sort of common obstacle or roadblock that, that that seems to show up over and over again, what would that be? I think the biggest thing is, especially around messaging, people um, trying to overcomplicate it and really really thinking that their message isn't enough. You know, thinking, oh, you know, my message is, for example, just to let mums know that they're powerful, or you know, something like that, where people go, oh, you know other people are doing that or that's not complicated enough or there must be more when really sometimes it's this simple stuff and it's like that's it I mean if that's it then that's it right you don't need to overcomplicate it it's like my message it's so simple you can have it all that's it right and so people get caught in this trap of thinking they have to overcomplicate it when sometimes it's the simplest stuff that is going to make the biggest impact hmm yeah and as you move forward and, and, and continue to uh, uh, envision and, and manifesting having it all, um, what, are, what, what are some of the fears that still show up for you? 
there's definitely things that show up, um, you know, sometimes even on a daily basis. I think some of the things is, is there still an element of self-doubt? You know, I can catch myself going, man, you know, who am I to, to say this or to, to do this or to lock in this deal? But the thing to know is that regardless of what shows up, I'm, I'm good at now catching it. So I don't let that stuff consume me. I don't tolerate those mindsets, even if they appear it is literally less than five seconds before I go, okay, cool, that was a thought. I'm just going to release that and move forward because it doesn't concern me. So, yeah, I think I think there's, you know, there's a lot of different things that show up, but I think the key to know is that you have a choice whether you tolerate those mindsets or whether you move forward regardless. And I love and I love how you mentioned that the idea of, of sort of catching catching that thought for for someone uh, Regan who's listening and and they don't really quite understand what it means to actually catch catch that thought or idea. Can you mm-hmm. can you talk more about that? Absolutely. It's like when you think something and it's almost like noticing that you're thinking it. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, you know, oh, man, I would love to grow a brand online I would love to work from anywhere in the world but you know that seems so hard or that seems so complicated or you know what would I even say or who am I to do that it's that moment where you actually realize what you're thinking and it's almost like you step outside of yourself in terms of your mindset and you you can look back onto yourself and it's like you have to discipline yourself a little bit you know I honestly I tell my clients to talk to their mindset sometime like it's a three-year-old child and it's like okay all right like I hear you but that's enough Right? Right, right? That behavior, those thoughts, that is not okay right now. What are you going to choose to think instead? And it sounds so silly, but it works. And so the minute you ask yourself and you go, okay, cool, I realize I'm sabotaging my thinking and my mindset right now. And you ask the question, what do I choose to think instead? Well, that gives you an opportunity to redo this, right? It gives you an opportunity to go, well, I'm going to choose to believe that I am powerful. I'm going to choose to believe that I am am enough. I'm going to choose to believe that this is actually easy. And then that's going to put you in the right space to actually move forward. Excellent. And and you had mentioned earlier, uh, you know, journaling ideas, capturing ideas. Um, what other routines have worked really well for you as far as uh, bringing more awareness uh, so that you can catch these ideas? Absolutely. Look, journaling is um, journaling's a big thing for me. I, I would say that's the number one, and it definitely starts there. Um, when I am journaling, though, I really consciously attempt to tap into an energy that goes with it. You know, so if you're writing something out but you can't feel it, it's kind of pointless, right? Everything is about tapping into a higher level of an energetic state, and the thing with the highest emotional charge is what is actually going to manifest. So let's say you're writing something out and you're writing out your reality and you're like, you know what? This is my big picture reality. Here's what my life is going to look like, my relationships, my business, my body. And you're getting really clear on this stuff. You've got to make sure that that feels good, right? So the more you can tap into that feeling, the more powerful it's going to be. Then something that I do, which I think it's probably not talked about enough. I think a lot of people do say half an hour or an hour mindset work each day. And they're like, Regan, I have clients go, Regan, I did an hour's mindset work each day, but I'm just not seeing results fast enough. I'm like, well, what about the other 23 hours of the day? What did you do during that? Right. So (laughs) it's actually about taking those mindsets and those ideas and that energetic state and carrying it forward for the rest of the day. If you're sitting there for an hour in the morning, writing out that you're a multimillionaire and that money flows to you easily and effortlessly. And then for the rest of the day you're stressing out about bills then you're going to attract more bills right you're going to attract a mindset of scarcity and
and those results that come with that. So it's very much about, again, catching yourself in those moments throughout the day and bringing what you locked in and your mindset work into your reality because otherwise it's kind of pointless. Right, right. And so I know it's been a couple of years since uh, since you started this journey of yours. And when you look back and you and you, you think about some of the goals or wouldn't it be great um, ideas back when you were starting off, what what is one of them that that has come true that you look back and go, wow, that's pretty awesome. Well, look, I I very much had a dream growing up to live location-free. Now, I wasn't calling it that when I was younger, but I remember... I remember actually going on holiday with my family um, for, you know, five days or something and it was somewhere really tropical and we were kind of by the pool and I remember not wanting to go home and I remember saying to my parents and saying, you know what, when I grow up I just want to be in the sun and I just want to be able to work from anywhere and just do what I love and they were kind of like oh that's nice honey, like great dream (laughs) you know, (laughs) but that is my reality now, right I'm so fortunate and grateful to literally live in between Hollywood and Bali and New Zealand and really amazing, beautiful places and know that as long as I have my laptop and an internet connection, everything can still move. So, you know, that's something that I've consciously created that has been a total dream for me. And then once I achieved that, it it really like this next layer of it appeared when all of a sudden it was like, well, hang on, like I have this now. It's not actually all about me. Why don't I empower other people to do the same? So, you know, I have so many people in my community, so many clients that I've worked with that are living this lifestyle too. And, you know, lots of people, for example, in Bali, but it's not about where they are. I have, you know, even moms that can now just be at home with their kids and they don't want to travel the world with their laptop, but they do want to be there and not be in a job. So for me now, it's about really seeing that dream transpire, but then seeing it shift into impact beyond myself. I think that's one of the coolest things. Excellent. Well, Regan, thank you so much uh, uh, for joining today. Uh, uh, super insightful, super inspiring, and I, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on the weekly Yes I Am podcast. Yeah, absolutely, Travis. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. Good, and I'll, I'll share all of your information and links um, in the podcast. And uh, <clears throat> once again, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Absolutely, so much. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot.